Welcome to the ProCom Podcast, hosted by Paul Vogels, with expert guest interviews, case study reviews, and insightful discussion topics. The ProCom Podcast leads the Project Controls conversation. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a new episode of the ProCom Podcast. We are leading the Project Controls conversation, and today we have a very special episode. I'm just here by myself, but hang on tight. We have two special guests today. Uh, one is Anil Gotwali, founder of the Project Controls Expo, and the other one is Phil Setz, a old-time um, expert in the Project Controls area. Um, I'm going to introduce those guys later, but first let me tell you what today's episode is all about. In this podcasting series, we're talking about use cases, educational tracks, and software specials. And today we are reviewing the Project Controls Expo UK 2021. A live event, physical event, live at the Wembley Stadium in the UK, in London, since almost two years. Last year and the year before, we had a virtual one, but this year there was a live physical one again. And we, as the ProCon podcast, have visited that exposition. It's a big event, almost more than 1,200 people attending live and also virtual, of course, um, to this event to look at the latest trends in project controls. Um, we have the founder of this Project Controls Exposition in uh, in a couple of minutes on the show uh, to talk about the latest 10 years he has been experienced with the Expo because it's a 10-year anniversary this year, actually. And Phil sets one of the use cases we, uh, we have on board. So it's a use case. It's a software special. It's a very special podcast today. So we have visited that exposition and why are we visiting and exhibiting as well uh, regularly on this uh, on this event is to look at the community, to look at the latest trends. It's about people, it's about processes and it's about tools. And a couple of years ago when we started, it was more industry focused, more software focused, but what surprisingly um, we are very glad that this last session was as broad as it gets. From the initiative phase all the way to the closeout, remote censoring, uh, scheduling of course, risk, manage hosted, big guys, upcoming challenges, everybody was there. There was an academy, there was a college, there was a software vendor, there were all the big names of software vendors at this stage. There were consulting firms, there were coaches, there were whatever there is. Everybody was back and glad to be back. So what we as ProCon podcast, but also from the PrimaNet point of view, huh, we are the project controls industry in um, uh, leaders in uh, in the Benelux in Germany, uh, UK, Ireland nowadays. Uh, what we are very happy to see that there are still many, many, many use cases to be shared. Uh, we have been listening, for example, and and I found this a very interesting use case. We have been seeing um, a big LAX airport, Los Angeles, one of the biggest. If you look at it from a mass perspective. It has the biggest uh, square meters, if you want to call it that way, on uh, on an airport. And they are transforming. Uh, they are changing from a um, 
spoke and wheel point of view to a linear asset um, and with some software huh? and it, it was it was helped by a very good software vendor from the from the US um, they have been looking at this common data environment and common data environments I think is a new trend or is is, is the new um, golden nugget in project controls the common data environment and and from a conceptual point of view, eh, we're not talking about specific uh, vendors, but from a conceptual point of view, there is one repository where all data comes into one place and is going to be synchronized with each other. So there's a scheduling component, there is a risk component, there is a document management component. All knowledge areas are included in this common data environment and with uh, business intelligence eh? we talked about in the previous podcast about project intelligence we are going to drill into this environment with data to deliver project insight and and the lax airport we have seen was a very uh, very interesting use case uh, because what they have been doing was a major success. Uh, they they could do simulations. There's a digital twin. All changes are implemented as they arise. Uh, they are well documented. Um, the as-built situation was documented as good as well as the first design phase. Because that's also a new trend we are seeing. Um, when, when project control started... Uh, years ago, decades ago, at the end, um, people were focusing more on the executional phase, on the construction phase of a project. But the data going in from the initiative, the business case, the value, if you want to call it that way, all the way up to the closeout and commissioning and maintaining of it, is as important as digging the hole or or making the making the tarmac. Um, so so. A couple of trends we have been experienced the last couple of years, and, and I think in the Project Controls Expo 2021 in the Wembley Stadium, they all uh, they all came together. And um, I think to uh, to look at this expo, and maybe maybe it's a good time to try to call in uh, Anil Godwali for uh, for now uh, to ask uh, what what how. Did the Project Controls Expo change in the last 10 years? And it's following the market at the end, of course. It's following the community. Um, so so let's talk to, to um, uh, Enel and, and hear what he is saying. And Enel is the founder of the Project Controls. Uh, he, he's one of the heroes, one of the leaders who started this, uh, this expo, actually. Uh, so let's, uh, let's dial up with, uh, with Enel. So thank you. Anil, to be on the show. Guests, listeners, uh, thank you very much for staying tuned with us um, uh, in this new podcast on the Project Controls Expo review. Uh, we have a very special guest, Anil Gadwali, the founder of the Project Controls Expo, PCE. Uh, last week, two weeks ago, um, the Project Controls Expo was live again at the UK, at the Wembley Stadium. Um, it was virtual this year uh, due to all the changes in uh, in COVID, etc. Uh, but the Project Controls Exposition uh, Annual grew. Uh, it's your 10th year anniversary. Congratulations on that. It grew from a well, modest, uh, a good event to a worldwide, I think, leading Project Controls uh, uh, event in, uh, well, in, in all continents. So, and all again, thank you for being on the show. Um, 
what was your first experience when you uh, when you wake up uh, uh, Wednesday morning after the event? What was your first mind? Uh, whether I will, will whether I will be able to pull it through because there was a lot of uncertainty going on. Uh, just uh, during the overnight, there were lots of cancellations because people were having some COVID symptoms and there were requests for swapping the ticket. So there, there was a lot of uncertainty, you know, what the numbers are going to look like. And there was a lot of anxiety, I would suggest, because um, although we did all the risk management, we did have all the contingency planning into the place, but yeah. it could fall apart like a pack of cards, you know, if, yeah. if, um, if things really get escalated. So the uncertainty and anxiety was the, the one, actually, I would say, although we were excited at the same time uh, because we were able to hold this physically, especially after last uh, 24 turbulent months. Yep. Uh, so it, it was a mixed feeling in excitement, nervousness, uh, and anxiety. So, but eventually, as we all know, it worked out pretty well. Yeah, because I, I was there at your opening speech. Uh, speech. Um, well, project controls is the new rock and roll. Uh, that's the theme we uh, uh, we did this uh, this year. A big yeah. milestone, ten years of this yeah. uh, this event. Yeah. When I was walking around on on uh, on Tuesday and even on Wednesday, I I've met friends and and colleagues, etc. Monday evening, uh, a, a big award show. Uh, a lot of yeah. your use cases were uh, were uh, award awarded on the big achievement um at the end everybody who was there physically was very excited we're happy to see each other uh, with uh, with all measurements and and uh, infections and 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 uh, uh, distancing etc i think the people who made it to the wembley stadium were were excited and and enthusiastic about it a lot of people i think uh, i don't know the actual number who, who were there in the in the stadium but hundreds of people uh, at least and and multiple times online even uh, because we're moving into a hybrid world yeah. any feedback uh, were people telling you well i'm really glad we uh, we came back to this uh, to this exposition true i mean the thing is we had uh, total uh, unique registrations we took total 1200 plus unique registrations so some of them were uh, for both parts of the day or so some were only for the one part of the day. Some came only just for the workshops so yep. or multiple elements of the event. So we, and this was a hybrid event, as you know. Uh, so there was a, a lot of people who were also attending it virtually. And most interestingly, there was a lot of continents who were uh, participating in this event. Yep. Some of the like far locations uh, were also accessing this event. And the the geographical spread was very impressive, and I was really really pleased to see that. Uh, the feedback has been has been uh, is, is astonishing. Actually, we just recently ran a survey, which we always do after our event, yep. and the initial results. And of course, we didn't get loads of um, uh, responses, but we still got enough for us to understand where the trend is going. And the trend is only showing us that uh, the people were very happy. They were really, really glad to meet up. Uh, they would, they would like kind of dying to see each other. Yeah. And uh, they made every effort to be there. Lateral flow test, you know, making sure they are in the good condition. They don't have any symptoms and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I think the feedback has been excellent. Uh, we experimented a lot of things this year. Uh, like this is the first time we had uh, the two-day event rather than the one-day event. Yep. And uh, oh, this is the first time we did the workshops. Uh, this is the first time we were giving a free 
access to the partner showcase so that people can come and meet with the relevant uh, industry uh, suppliers. So there was a lot of experiments we did this year, and I think everything worked out very well. There were few lessons learned, which is not a surprise, and it will always be there. No That's our what. profession and so project controls. Huh? We need to uh, learn. Yeah, exactly. So we we are going to incorporate that, and uh, but I think the overall response, which I'm getting right now, the LinkedIn is flooded. I mean, I don't need to say. I mean, don't need to go by my words. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn is flooded. People are really. uh singing that project controls is a new rock and roll as an anthem and yeah. you know they are glamorizing it you know they they finding it extremely useful to promote the project controls as a profession within the business and across the community so i think it has been phenomenal uh all the new things which we incorporated has worked out pretty well so i think i think it has been really great uh, the experience has been great uh we can only make it even better next year there is a lot of actions we are taking at, at, as we speak yeah and uh, we look forward to the next one already actually yeah Be- because you uh, you grew in the last 10 years and i think yeah. running 10 years consecutively on a on a project controls which is still rem- uh, still a niche market in uh, in our industry eh? it's not a profession by everybody you believe it we believe it eh? all the participants believe it but well there are a lot of people who who don't see it as a actual profession yet growing from a good event to the scale you are doing in 2021 and even if we have the preview eh, which you showed on the screen 2022 four physical events US Australia uh, Malaysia and and the UK and a virtual one eh, that's that's every other month there is an event yeah when we were back in still eh, we're still facing the the risks of covid I talked to people from well I think all continents last uh, last week uh, and I can imagine eh, among those 1200 participants yeah. everybody was represented Australia US yeah. uh, uh, Asia uh, EMEA or everybody was was there yes is there a trend you're seeing eh, because you you've expanded and you you put project controls on the map eh? I think the project controls expo is is the number one exposition on project controls yeah. do you see a trend in eh, when you i've seen your picture from 10 years ago on this when you were just a little boy to yeah, well kid, yeah. <laughs> just a kid say well let, let's do an event to yeah. where where are we now right? can you see like a trend like a professionalization and what's what's your view on the last 10 years oh well uh, the awareness has gone up significantly uh, i mean when i started this uh, project into expo i predominantly came from uh, oil and gas industry Yep. So I started my career in oil and gas. So which is where project controls was very matured, and uh, that is when, when uh, like ten years back, uh, when I was interacting with the wider community, I realized that the awareness is very limited to ONG. Yep. Uh, the other industries were shying away from it, or they were not accept. There was not so much of acceptability around it. Yep. Maybe call it a cost reasons or awareness reasons or whatever X Y Z. but in last 10 years one drastic change i have seen is the acceptance maturity and consistent understanding of project controls yep so now if you take about infrastructure projects the government projects the defense the nuclear 
any construction project, they all are now applying the principles of project controls. Yep. They have the project controls professional working in these projects. So I think the the massive change has happened in terms of awareness uh, and the overall maturity has grown, gone up considerably. Yep. The professionalism also has occurred to a large extent, especially we since when we uh, drafted the qualifications, the diploma qualification and degree qualification in project controls. Yep. We didn't have that. Once you have a qualification, you know, then it's a first stepping stone for professionalizing it. Then we acknowledge that this is a subject. We acknowledge that this can be translated into a profession. Yep. So, yeah, there is there is a significant uh, improvement in in accepting this uh, as, as a subject and there's a growing awareness on it and the wider industry participation in it. Yep. So that has definitely happened and many other regions globally are catching up. And I think that was the biggest change or, or the trend, I would say. Yeah, and that's what you literally are seeing right now, eh? because eh, the awareness is, I think, the key to to the acceptance of project controls. If I when I walked around to the Wembley Stadium, eh, you you grew out of the Arsenal Stadium. It was too yeah. small. Eh? We need more room. We yeah. we are going to the Wembley Stadium, the National Football Stadium in the UK. There were. Um, and we're not going to call out names, but there were people from formal educational platforms. There were scheduling software vendors, but also document uh, BI, BIM. Uh, um, I've seen I've seen the complete span of people, processes, and tools, which is in fact the acceptance of project control. So, so uh, project control started from scheduling in oil and gas to where are we now with with common data environments with 4D, 5D, 6D, with, well, with a college uh, being one of the participants being, uh, if you see the, 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 uh, the greatness and the broadness of the participants, of the speakers, of the professionals, of the exhibitants, well, that's great. Eh? Is there, do you think there's room to improve eh? if we're going to talk 10 years ahead, I'm the boy and, and when I grow up and when you when you have grown up even more and maybe an even bigger beard, um, where are we going to be in five years or 10 years? Eh? Is there a vision in the Project Controls Expo team to say, okay, we want to be here? So yeah, definitely. The thing is, yes, as you rightly said, there was an entire supply chain there from the end clients to consulting to the the technology companies to the academia which and, and the college you referred and the professional bodies of course so yep. the whole of supply chain is there and i think the drive is coming from the government which is from the top side a lot of end clients are enforcing project controls and i think that will continue to happen at the moment um, the focus is on a limited industries from the government side, <clears throat> but I think that's coming to the wider industry. So that's something which will happen in next 10 years. Yeah, I think the way we manage project and the way we manage data in next 10 years is, is going to change. So the vision of the project controls expo, if I have to look at it is it might be focused more on the tech side going yep. forward the how do we apply the technology to improve our project controls processes that's one side yep. at the same time uh, we need to look into how our processes are going to be evolved how the understanding of project controls is going to be evolved in next 10 years and how the profession is going to further grow from here so at the moment it is still a black box for many uh, the only thing we know is uh, the tech is going to lead it but how it is going to shape up. 
the future of project controls is still unknown for many. Uh, there are a lot of theories around and uh, we can make some assumptions, but it may not be wise to do so here. Yep. Uh, but yes, if you if you talk about the the vision for the expo in ten years down the line, I think the greater maturity because that journey is pretty long journey. We we have crossed uh, a, a, a large part of it already, but there's still uh, a long way to go in terms of maturity. There is still um, uh, a lot of uh, uh, I think I would say consistent understanding still required. Yep. Across many other industries, yep. we're just starting uh, in the in the in the growing curve. Exactly. So I think the maturity, understanding, and the professionalism will continue to grow. The end state vision, if I have to look at it, is that everyone see project controls as one thing. They don't understand or interpret in different ways. Number one. Yep. Number two, they actually apply the principles in the way it has been. Uh, agreed across the industry and as mandated by the government. So mandating by the government could be something which could be happening in next ten years. Yeah. So the IPAs are drafting a lot of frameworks and the delivery models for for a lot yeah. of organizations. And I believe that is going to be uh, something which you're going to see in the next ten years. So more and more push from the government to bring the industry together and accept credit controls. Uh, as a profession and continuous maturity is something which you go to see in the next 10 years but again expo is not limited to the uk no if if i look at 10 years vision i look at it in the global scale yeah. there's a lot of economies globally especially the developing economies they are behind uh, than yeah. some of the nations yeah. but they can they, they learn from the rest yeah they will going to they going to learn from the rest of the nations which is which who are slightly ahead yeah and i think so they will be catching up and the intention of project controls expo is to have a global footprint not limiting ourselves into a few of the regions so the 10 years down the line i expect project controls expo to be happening at eight or nine locations in the world number one yeah and the uk will continue to experiment uh, what we are doing and then apply those successful experiences into the other events and bring the other events to the same level where we are at the uk at the moment yeah so that that is what i would say in in the next 10 years we would like to be achieved yeah and i and i think that to to close up this this conversation is i think the the bigger maturity level the greater maturity level uh, with this model and 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 yeah. uh, uh, we we don't need to be humble about it but you uh, you're going to the us next year you're yes. uh, already there in malaysia you're already there in australia and in the uk european continent and uh, there are few continents which are not covered yet but well that's i think a challenge for uh, for the next years um, and i think uh, the the procon podcast has leading the project controls conversation as a as a tagline i think by a virtual and physical uh, combination that's where it's not theoretical anymore. Huh? It's the, the proof of the pudding is by eating it. And um, uh, boy, have you eaten the pudding uh, at the end. Huh? So I think to, to, to wrap up this, I think this Project Controls Expo is the is a good platform, is the best platform to talk to each other, to, to learn cross industries, cross continents. Yes but also cross maturity levels huh? because uh, when we started participating four or five years ago and where we are right now as a company, as a professional body, as government organization, well, the grow is uh, we are down the line and uh, we are in the, in the hockey curve, we, uh, we say in the Netherlands. So, so great job. 
Congratulations on your 10th year anniversary. Let's go for the next anniversary where we can party again. Um, uh, thank you very much for participating in our in our podcast. Uh, thank you very much. Anil Godwali, founder of the uh, Project Controls Exposition. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. So thank you uh, for that, uh, Anil, and uh, and back into the studio. Uh, and as mentioned, uh, we had a very special guest, and uh, uh, Anil was on stage, and uh, and it was a Tuesday morning, uh, two weeks ago, um, early nine o'clock. Um, and there's an award show on Monday, eh? so the event spreads out on on two days. Uh, day one is a workshop, eh? which is more or less the educational track of uh, of the Project Controls Expo. Uh, day one evening, there's always an award session, and that's something to recognize our Project Controls professional. Um, we've been participating in this award show many, many times. Um, and and well, there's always a little party. So Tuesday morning is always is always uh, uh, speeding up uh, uh, slowly. People are traveling in. So so in this speech, Anil was telling about the history he was uh, uh, he has with the Project Controls Expo uh, with PCE 2021, um, literally growing out of the facilitations he had. So the last. UK physical one was an Arsenal Stadium, uh, which is a big event, uh, but it's too too small uh, for the next session. Uh, so 2020, which unfortunately has been cancelled due to COVID, uh, should have been in the Wembley Stadium. This year actually was in the Wembley Stadium, uh, and it's I think 50, 60, 70 percent bigger, uh, but it was crowded. On a safe way, eh? let's make sure no uh, no risks are taken, but it was crowded in a very positive way. Um, and he was sharing this story. Eh? He was well, just a rookie, young guy, 10 years ago, uh, starting this initiative uh, to, to give a voice to the people. And that's, that's where the Project Controls um, community uh, has a real big need for. Um, and for example, with this ProCom podcast, with this PCE UK versions, Malaysia reaching out to uh, to Washington uh, next year, um, there are four or five continents in uh, in the in the planning to uh, to do this PCE uh, um, expositions. Um, and our second guest, uh, which will come in a couple of minutes later uh, uh, in this podcast, is also some of those guys, one of those guys who gives the voice to our project controls professionals, uh, because there are a lot of project controls professionals in the world, uh, and it is a profession, uh, and we are just spreading the world, leading the project controls uh, conversation. To go back to this uh, uh, to this keynote speech of Anil, um, uh, um, uh, he ended up with well, well, guys um, project controls, and that's the anthem of this PC. Project controls is the new rock and roll, uh, which is trying to bring this well more or less dusty, um, old fashioned, not old fashioned in a, in a bad way, but a traditional way of project controls. It's getting more and more uh, uh, hip and happening. Uh, artificial intelligence, cloud infrastructures, managed hosting solutions, SaaS solutions. Um, uh, there is this real-life construction laboratory in the middle of uh, England. Uh, there is also one in the UK, in uh, the USA, where they are testing sensorized robots, sensorized pneumatic drills, drone surveys, etc. Um, this is 2021, people, where, where tools are helping facilitating our project controls, where quantity surveyors need to go out and 
count the uh, physical um, progress. For example, years ago, uh, now a drone flies over a building and sees, okay, this is built, this is not built, this is ready to um, uh, to be concreted, this is ready to be painted, etc. So the digital transformation, uh, which is not a technology, uh, which is a mindset, but is driven or is catalyzed by, by uh, solutions. And that's also one of the remarks I want to make that on this Project Controls Expo, a lot of the the well, big guys in the technology sector are there. Uh, the big names, and, and uh, we all know who are the big games in the construction and engineering global business unit or in the in the industry. Uh, it's the Oracle, it's the Hexagons, it's, it's Safran, it's Equisys. Uh, these guys, Bentley, if you look at BIM, for example, are there to stay. These are the big guys. Um, but also some, some uh, uh, other companies surrounding those uh, solution vendors, uh, like, for example, Loadspringer, which is the project controls data center platform uh, managed hosting party we uh, we are working with a lot in uh, in Europe, in the USA, it's a global company, um, is there to facilitate and to drive these, these, well, let's say, traditional vendors. So the big guys are there. Uh, the facilitators are there, uh, and not just from a technology point of view, but also from different point of views. Um, but also some new guys who have, have Power BI add-ins, who have artificial intelligence scripting, etc. Um, there are a lot of uh, promotional guys, of course, on the Project Controls Expo, yeah, because uh, well, it needs to be paid at the at the end, and, and I assume the Wembley Stadium isn't cheap. Uh, look at the website at projectcontrolexpo.com, where you can see all the uh, the guys who chip in for this uh, for this event. Uh, and and we are not promoting it because we get paid by it, but we really believe in this platform, and that's why I'm uh, I'm helping out to Enel and and friends. Um, the technology is changing and, and they are taking up a really, uh, really good uh, pace in, in this. Uh, and, and one other um, use case I remember from the Project Controls Expo um, was about a solar farm uh, who is building out solar platforms in, uh, in Europe, um, uh, adopting a new tool from, uh, from Oracle. It's, um, it's the best of breed SaaS solution at the end uh, from, uh, from their stack of solutions. Um, it's called Oracle Primavera Cloud. Um, and there was also some some OPC blogs and podcasts on uh, on that, uh, but with OPC is 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 the the um, concrete experience of the traditional well-proven technology like P6, OPRA, etc., uh, moved into the SaaS solution and they actually implemented it. And they implemented it very collaborative. Eh? So the whole community was working on there, uh, people from purchasing, people from logistics, um, project by project, country by country, uh, with a real speediness of, uh, of implementing uh, where the people and the processes are in place or are, are encouraged to, to take part. Uh, and this guy, uh, the CIO, a really, well, really not IT, uh, look-alike uh, in my case um, a really nice guy to chat to uh, he's an Irishman um, and he had this very interesting story with a very short TC, TCO uh, the total cost of ownership was was not that uh, that big um, uh, relatively um, uh, big short uh, ROI so so by this facilitating software solutions the people in the processes get this facilitated very quickly and, uh, and implement very quickly uh, and it, it takes them in a place where they can buy or acquire new solar plants or build new solar plants at the end uh, and that was very also very interesting story uh, it is supported by uh, by a local oracle partner from uh, uh, from the uk uh, um, 
a solid uh, solid partner as well from uh, from the project controls expo uh, but also from uh, from oracle point of view uh, and that was very interesting and one one other topic i was finding very interesting was for example on risk yeah, the people are more risk aware right now and awareness is i also think a trend in uh, in project controls um, and by giving uh, giving insights into new solutions and for example uh, into a new risk solution uh, uh, by another vendor uh, called Safran. It's a Nordic uh, vendor. Um, it, it's very interesting to see how vendors can promote the adaptation of digital transformation uh, and not saying that digital transformation is a tool, it's a mindset, but well, a yeah, it's 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 about people, processes, and tools, as we as we say in the end. And um, I think it's time to uh, to dial into our next guest. And uh, and my my next guest is a. Uh, um, I have a lot of business friends here who are who are also a business partner from from the Procon podcast in this case, um, but who also are very nice guys to talk to. And I think that's also a project control thing. We all like to talk to each other. We all uh, find each other very. Uh, um, very nice to talk to uh, and everybody knows each other because it's such a niche market it's such a small community at the end that it's everybody is fan of the uh, well of the rock and roll um so um uh, so i'm gonna dial in a file uh, phil sets in a minute um phil um has been working in software and in in solutions for uh, for ages for more than 35 years uh, he will uh, he will say uh, probably uh, but also in a consulting um in a consulting role so he has been a end user and implementing and in support of uh, of the end and the key users. So, uh, so Phil, I I believe has a very strong vision on project controls. Um, uh, is a youngster, eh? he's almost turning sixty, um, but he has a clear vision or a clear insight in how the technology has been changing, but also on the use cases uh, being helped by this. And uh, and he has this platform, Glints of the Future. Uh, 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 broadcasters on YouTube and, and many other channels uh, where people from all over the world have literally a glimpse and the glimpse in this case is 15 minutes of use cases. Huh? So there's a 15 minute use case, for example, uh, we, we we presented it last year on Carl's eyes on, on different customers on different use cases from the UK, from Europe, from USA, from from all over the world. And and by by people giving other project professionals this platform, um, well, we get a glimpse of the future after project controls future. So um, let's dial up with uh, with Phil uh, with Phil Sets. So listeners, viewers, thank you uh, for uh, for sticking with us. Uh, I have a new guest on the on the podcast today and it's Phil Sets and Phil is uh, among and many other things I'm going to announce a little bit later but Phil is the founder of the Glimpse of the Future. So we're talking about the Project Controls Expo today here in the Procon podcast studio um, and I really want to have some end user uh, perspective on this. Earlier this podcast, we had Anil Goodwali on the on the show, the founder of the, the Expo. Uh, but Phil has worked his entire life, and he's a youngster still, but 20, uh, 20 years of experience in software, uh, uh, but also in advising and consulting those end-user customers. So he has seen many industries, seen many users uh, and references, and, and launched a platform which is called Glimpse of the Future, where he is giving a voice to those end-users. And, and the next year, and Phil, uh, we were talking about it next year 10th of february 2022 next episode glimpse of the future stay tuned for any um, uh, any announcements by uh, by phil uh, but that platform is giving 
people the voice to tell about the use cases, about the experiences, how project controls with people, processes, and tools in place help their business to grow or to be, there, be better in, uh, in control. Uh, Phil, we've known uh, each other for quite some while. Thank you very much for uh, for helping me out on oh, this no, podcast. It's totally an honor. It's a pleasure to to, to follow Anil as well because he's such a hero of mine. The, the dedication that he has in building his community and and it was so nice to celebrate with him because this was the tenth year for uh, for um, Project Controls Expo and for him to have that kind of turnout at Wembley Stadium with all of the fear and doubts around the pandemic. Yep. It's just wonderful and. Um, so, so, so thank you for having me on. Now, a bit about 20 years of software industry, try closer to 35, mate. I'm going to be 60 soon. And, you know, when I, I started in this before the, uh, before the, uh, the 286 was released. But, um, but no, my background for the last 15 years is in uh, planning and project control systems, um, particularly uh, quantitative risk analysis type stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah, a bit about Glimpse of the Future. We're all about the good news about what's working in uh, in our sector. And there's this common perception that projects always overrun radically and end up costing much more than they were expected yep. to. And I was at an event talking to some friends of mine who also sell solutions into the capital project and infrastructure sector. And we were we were just talking about all the great successes that we knew of. And it just seemed to us that that there was scope for telling that the stories of what worked and why. And, and that's where, where we got started. We've had a uh, 13 glimpse events so far. Um, got about 85 case studies on our YouTube channel now. And these are just 15 minute chunks uh, where people are talking about the problem they faced, who the team were, what solution they embraced and how, how they realized the return on investment um, in closing it out. Yep. And, um, I think that the reason it's successful is because there are just these, there's just so much skepticism in, in, in the market now because there's so many solutions. You've got older people with know-how leaving the workforce, trying to monetize uh, what they've learned. And then you've got the, the software platforms that are easier than ever to develop upon. So, you know, you put these two together, there's just this tsunami of innovation just washing over the market. And that's, that's kind of the, the, the niche that we're in. We, we look for what we think are the very best case studies and help vendors to tell them more effectively. Yeah. Well, and that's, uh, that's I think, why, uh, why Anil was, was, of course, uh, an obvious guest on this, uh, on this show. You were an obvious guest, and uh, it was really nice meeting you again uh, last, uh, last week in, uh, in Wembley, uh, where we say leading the project controls conversation, you glimpse in the future, Pre, uh, project controls is the next rock and roll. Huh? We are really showing that project controls is a profession. It's there to stay. The awareness is, is picking up more and more. Um, it's about people. It's about processes. It's about tools. So, so that's where I think with well, with your platform, uh, w- with our podcast, with the exposition of uh, of NL, huh? which is which is such a great uh, turned out into such a great event. Huh? He, huh? We were talking about uh, earlier. Um, it's already four continents. Uh, he's growing to five, six, seven, eight uh, continent. It's a virtual one. Well, it's always uh, good to to be among friends again, to be among uh, uh, same-minded people. So, Phil, can you tell me? Uh, so, you walked in the Wembley Stadium uh, uh, last week, uh, uh, Tuesday morning, probably. Um, what was your first feeling about uh, seeing all those people in in this big event? Uh, it's the national stadium. Um, 
how did that feel to you on a on a professional level on a project controls uh, level um what was your first mind aren't there so many stands here to go and find out about their solutions uh the, I, i guess the first thing that i saw when i walked in that room was just the wealth of uh of of solutions that were there the the, the I saw so many people that I knew and met so many new people with, with, with interesting things to offer. And, and not really just on, on solution, I think. <laughs> no, don't, no, that's the whole thing. Yep. The, 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 the thing that set Project Control Expo apart is there's so many different types of exhibitors. You've got the best recruitment agencies. You've got the best owner's agents. By that, I mean people who run projects on behalf of owners yep. look after them. You've got the, the consultancies that specialize in large-scale delivery. You've got um, vendors that are emerging that are doing really advanced stuff with image processing and remote sensing and, and AI. And then, of course, the... Um, the more um, mundane backend building robust common data environments so that the um, all of the materials and all of the assets and all of the, the the hundreds of thousands of things that go into these projects can be more tightly um, tracked and coordinated. It's It seems to me, I think, that the, the most interesting trend about the uh, the market right now, I think, for project controls is it's turning into a logistics exercise. And I think this is why chain um, shortages are, are having a lot to do with that yep. Be, before even traditionally people look at project project controls and planning as a cpm network a logically linked activity network for what's going to happen when yep. but what's what's happening now with um logistics advances in logistics is that sometimes you can actually do things a lot earlier if you focus around the trades if you focus on um reducing the amount of time that you had delays built into the program to deliver things sooner. And, and logistics technology is really making a huge, huge advances here. Yeah, I think the, the span of the what we try to call the project life cycle, and we talked about it earlier, is the project doesn't start when the first spade goes in the ground, but it starts when somebody has an idea, we need to we need to build something, a new road, a new yeah. nuclear reactor, a new airport, etc. And that's, that's I, I completely agree with you. Huh? The project life cycle is, is growing bigger and bigger. Huh? We start earlier. We stop later, operational management, etc. On the fr- on the front end, logistics, uh, lead times, etc. Uh, hey, we all know what happened with the ship in uh, in the Peru Channel uh, or in the Egyptian Z Channel. Um, that's where where that is going to be broadened. But also, I think, and, and I'm, I'm more than open to your opinion. We all started with scheduling. Everybody started with a CPM schedule, but now we're talking about risk. We're talking about resources. We're talking about AI. We're talking about digital twins. Also, the knowledge and the, and the, the the awareness on the profession of project controls is getting bigger and better. Absolutely, uh, yeah. yes, it's 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 recognized now. Yep, and it's not just by the new folks. A great career. It's recognized as being mandatory in order to protect an owner's investment. Yep. And um, I like to believe that owners will step up and begin to build these competencies into their own organizations rather than just outsourcing that to uh, to consultancies the way yep. that it's done now. But um, that's something I thought would happen over the last five years. And the owner's agents just get more and more powerful, I guess, because they're so good at it. 
Yeah, well, it's their profession, but but I really believe that the that the the actual owner is getting more in control, and that's hopefully and probably also has to do with with the proof which has been there for the last couple of years and maybe even decades by by putting giving people a voice on hey, this is what we did. We integrated scheduling with with BIM, for example, or we integrated risk with cost. And this is what the return on investment at the end is in our project. So people are seeing proof that with the right controls in place, you don't have to be too late. You don't have to be too expensive. You don't have to be out of scope. I think um, people are getting more aware of project controls as a profession. And and hey, I, I, I asked NL this morning, there was an, an academy a college on uh, exhibiting on on real formal education yeah, on uh, on PM. Yeah, so so I really liked um, from a vendor perspective what has been shown. Um, you you know the whole industry. I uh, I guess um, you have been talking to end users uh, uh, as well. What are your responses? What do you get back? Eh? Did did the end user like this as well? Eh? Are the use cases presented also the voice of the the community right now um pe- people like to hear about success they like to hear about what worked and why and um we are also time poor now it's gone are the days that i think that most people can just let their interests wander and take them to look at 10, 15, 20 different vendors in order to determine whether the case studies that they have and the use cases that they they talk about are going to to match their requirements. It's just such a crowded and confused market out there that um, that there's there's definitely scope for those who can can tell their stories in a succinct way and, and, and and make a compelling case for how they delivered value. And that's, that's, that's what we're all about. You know, we see the presentation at the glimpse event as being the key delivery milestone in a, in a service that we offer and helping people to, to, to distill their message into 15 minutes and then tell it as succinctly as possible and then reference it later. Yep. But, um, but to talk about the, the project controls industry more, more general and BIM, the discussion that we had before, um, I think what's really fascinating now is, and what's changed is that planning planners now have access to repositories that, that will tell them about all of the components that are going to go into the, uh, into the project and how much the original quotes were for those things, what the actual cost is, what yep. was promised to be delivered, when it's actually going to be delivered, yep. how it's going to be delivered, where it's going to be held. You know, this planners didn't have access to this level of information until just recently. Yep. And then you can look at things like remote sensing. You know, there's there's tools now that um, systems now that are tracking which bridges are going to be uh, the, the weakest, which ones need repair soonest yep. um you've got all sorts of fantastic gis related applications um y- y- we're talking about drones that can be piloted remotely uh and ones that Cranes, are yep. airplanes you know uh, aerial surveys from airplanes that cover vast territories so the the amount of data that's available available to project controls teams now to help them to um advise the project director as to how things are going to shake out. It's just, 
it's just exponentially more data yep. than, than, than just uh, years ago. Yep. So how do you cut through all that? How do you, how do you make the best use of that? Because driving insight from data, I think, is, is the big challenge right now. Yeah, now I've talked about it with with several people. I think yeah, what, what we like to call in in, in the Netherlands, but I think it's a common uh, the hockey curve effect, the hockey stick effect is is growing. Yeah? So we we really get more aware. There is more yeah, data. Project intelligence, data intelligence, is the new gold in projects where the old planners and the old schedulers need to print out A zero papers, run against the plan, say oh. Oh, I, we opened up this valve and now it looks better or worse than we expected. And that's where remote censoring and data, et cetera, will, will jump in its place and, and give, well, give the actual insight in the state of the project, in the state of the asset, deciding or giving the project manager insight to, to take corrective answers, uh, corrective measurements, et cetera. So, so I really see that trend, more data, common data environment eh? everybody's telling one single version of the truth um, and and well remote working is is here to stay and eh? not just because of the the c word that uh, we uh, we all have been talking about but i've seen in the rotterdam harbor there are people driving cranes not 100 feet up in the air but after the desk with the joystick etc the same with drones the same with rollies etc so so i think that's that's a new gold we uh, we need to uh, uh, we need to look into so Phil, let's uh, let's agree that that in ten years, and I was talking it with Anil. Have you got any idea or any vision on how is the project controls environment in five to ten years? Yeah, with your event, glimpse of the future, you should have been able to tell something about the future. What do you think in in two or three sentences? How, where are we in five years at that hockey hockey stick? Well. I think people are going to be crying out for simplicity. They're, they're going to want to have different ways of looking at data that give them the full picture in a way that's easy to understand and communicate. In this business, the devil is in the detail. Yep. You can't oversimplify. But at the same time, being able to have a, a crisp overview of an entire project on one page, I'm a big fan of um, time chainage charts. For yep. instance, yep. Um, you know, those those types of um, metaphors, I think, are going to, to become um, increasingly valuable. Um, the fact that um, Microsoft Power BI is now getting seeing such tremendous take up and almost every vendor is supporting that platform now yep. it's basically free. So that that in and of itself is uh, is, is really driving the industry forward. I think the communities around project controls are going to become more, more valuable as well, because as more and more vendors flood onto the market um, and we have a doubling in the, uh, in the number of solutions every couple of years, there's, there's going to need to be a way to sift through this. Yep. And, and there's, and, and it's not going to slow down because it's, it's, less expensive than ever before to, to develop software and, and small teams can do great things with, with modern um, engineering platforms. Yep. So yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting world to look at. 
Well, I think that companies that are acquisitive in, in the project control sector, um, like Bentley Systems and Oracle, I know you didn't want me to mention, those, <laughs> but those are, and, and Think Project, you know, these companies yep. that, that or and, and Nemechek in particular, yep. those four companies that, that are quite a, aggressive in seeking out the best solutions and then acquiring them yep. and um, bringing them into their framework so that they can offer a, a more robust solution they're going to become increasingly powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I once heard a, a saying that, that that people always say hey, if if you are very small you can't make impact uh, and then and then uh, the guy in in uh, in this uh, in this story said well you've never been asleep with a mosquito in your room. So so yes uh, there is this really big pool of traditional software vendors but I also am looking at the challengers and I think where the challengers can grow eh, they they can learn from the mistakes they can learn from the pitfalls everybody has been uh, been making so so I really believe that there's room enough eh, because the project controls market will grow massively eh, there's room enough for the big boys and the upcoming challengers to uh, to uh, to uh, Can I add another point about what what I think is going to happen in the future with project controls? Yep. I think there's going to be a lot more focus on mindset and bravery. Um, mindset and bravery, yeah. Just helping teams to believe that the goal of the project is realizable when the inevitable change comes, right? So um, a friend of mine, he, he studies major projects, and he, he told me that a third of them, fail a third of them delivered reasonably less on 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 uh, on budget time maybe over in a bit but a third of them are delivered brilliantly so he went and he interviewed all of these directors of the projects that delivered on um beautifully and what he said separated them was the leadership that when the, the project kicked off they talked about the guiding light the, the what's going to happen at the end and got people to believe in that because and then what happens in when the inevitable change comes people don't retreat back into their tribes, into their joint venture companies trying to cover their, their butts. Yep. They, they pull together for the good of the project. Yep. And that's mindset. And that's also bravery is the other thing I want to talk about. Because if you're a project controls function, your your role is to go and find the dirt, man. You are looking for the skeletons in the closet yep. and trying to figure out how to tell the truth about what's actually happening on the project. Yep. And unfortunately, there aren't enough brave people out there, Paul. There aren't, there's enough, there aren't enough of them. You know, there's, well, there's people that say, well, you're paying me my salary and I'm going to produce your Gantt charts and I'm going to go home. Yeah. It's, a, it's about finding the problem and shining a light on it. I think that's one of the most important things that people in this function can do. Yeah. So, you know, people talk a lot about collaboration. I, I see that as a given. For me, it's mindset and bravery is what's going to really drive our industry. Yeah, and I, and I think uh, to 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 wrap to wrap up this this call, um, we need to give those heroes uh, uh, a voice, eh? and that can be done by the project controls expo, eh? because I think Anil is one of the brave guys to to say, okay, let's rent the Wembley Stadium and, and give give out the voice. Uh, eh? You're you're also a very brave guy by putting in this this glimpse of future. Eh? We are the new kid on the block, eh? uh, uh, podcast number 12, I think uh, we are recording right uh, right now, leading the project controls uh, conversation. We want to bring me the heroes. I'll have them on the studio, give them a voice, and then uh, then we yeah. can do this uh, 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 any longer. Phil, uh, I'm going to see you 10th of February on your Glimpse of the Event. 
hopefully sooner uh, um, maybe not maybe so uh, I don't know where the world is uh, is going at the next couple of uh, weeks um, thank you very much Phil Setz uh, uh, founder of the uh, Glimpse of the Future uh, platform thank you for being on the show uh, uh, Phil no no it was, it was a pleasure and, and honor to be invited and uh, and to follow Anil I mean he's a god amongst men he is the risks he's taken and what he's built you know he's uh, well I just really admire him a lot and thank you Paul Yeah, more than welcome, Phil, and I'll talk to you soon. Ciao, bye now. Yes, bye. cheers. Bye, Paul, thanks. So thank you for that, Phil uh, Sats, a glimpse of the future. Um, we'll see each other in uh, in February. And um, well, if you look, uh, if you find the podcast, uh, Procom Podcast, very interesting, uh, please subscribe, uh, etc. ProcomPodcast.com. Uh, read one of our blogs. But uh, I think glimpse of your future is also something very interesting to uh, to see. Um, I don't know if it's still free of charge to uh, to look at it. Uh, but um, well, uh, take a look at this website, uh, glimpse of future. Uh, probably you'll find it on uh, Google. And otherwise, the link will be uh, will be on this uh, on this page. Thank you very much, uh, Phil. So. Um, Closing up this this podcast, so we're talking about the Project Controls Exposition UK 2021. Um, a lot of use cases have been presented, and, and I picked out two or three, which uh, which are very interesting. Uh, there were a lot of guys, uh, so uh, so I've I've been at a use case where people are looking at S curves uh, in a Power BI add-in. I've been looking at at probabilistic planning in 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 different solutions. Uh, so so within OPC, within Safran Risk, within within other solutions, um, uh, there are there have been tracks about how to to get your on-prem uh, perpetual license into the cloud by uh, by this uh, managed hosting platform, for example. Uh, I've been talking to, to these real nice guys and I'm going to try to get them on the podcast later on. It's um, it's uh, it's the London College of uh, Project Controls, London Metropolitan College of um, Project Controls, who have a formal education and, and that's what we are lacking in the Netherlands on, uh, on project controls. Uh, there are consulting firms, there are staffing firms. I, I think it's more than 100 exhibitors in, uh, in, this, uh, in this Wembley Stadium. Eh? It's, a, it's a big event. Uh, you uh, you uh, have to, the, the sense of that uh, right now. Um, we are going to be back. Eh? We are going to be back in the UK, but also virtual um, uh, SNL was was telling this morning um, they changed the the entrance uh, to partner showcases uh, uh, more easy uh, to be to be less of a hurdle to get into that uh, it's virtual it's physical it's uh, you can go there you can watch online uh, that's the new way of working I uh, I think uh, but in in overview and my colleagues are are agreeing with me uh, because we were there with a couple of colleagues and and, and friends. Um, the project controls community is growing and it's growing because it, it has more relevance right now. It has proven the return on investment, um, the, the old cliche of a project being too late too expensive is no longer valid. Uh, Phil was saying uh, in major projects, 30% are right on time, right in budget. Well, of course, there's always a, a small portion which is late uh, by by accidents or by incidents uh, that, that can uh, occur, of course. Uh, but there's also uh, maybe by the heroes or by the leaders in this uh, in this case, uh, 20, 30, 40% of major capital projects are run under budget 
closer than finishing time in time or earlier uh, within the scope, within the risks, within the resource management, etc. So those heroes at please report podcast at primanet.com. Uh, I really want you on the show. Uh, we want to give you the voice. We want to lead the project controls conversation. We want to give you the glimpse in the future. Project controls is the new rock and roll uh, in, in this case. And that's why the three uh, guests of today including myself, are, are very connected to each other. We want to drive the awareness on project control. So if you are interested by that, if you want to participate actively, please reach out to the website, podcast at primanet.com. Send me an email with your use case, and I'm more than happy to have you here physically on the show, virtually on the show. I can come to you whatever uh, is needed at the uh, at the end, um, uh, but also read into, into the articles we are posting regularly. So um, uh, a final subscribe to the channel you want. Apple, Spotify, Google, uh, whatever platform you are using, it's, uh, it's open. Uh, just search for ProCon podcast, uh, and uh, and you see uh, you see uh, one of the 12, 13 events we have uh, right now, uh, and it will continue uh, for uh, for at least uh, a couple of months or uh, hopefully a couple of years, uh, depending on the input. Um, if you subscribe uh, on this page, there's a subscribe. Uh, you always uh, uh, get an email on the new episode. Um, please stay tuned. Listen back to the other app because so this is a very interesting, but the business intelligence from two weeks ago or the nuclear reactor from eight weeks ago or the metropole region from 14 weeks ago are also very interesting use cases to, uh, to show and to see. For now, I'm going to say thank you very much for listening. Have a safe day. Have a safe week. Uh, enjoy uh, the rest of your day. Uh, thank you for staying tuned subscribe and listen in and tune in and hope to see you next time. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the Procom podcast. To listen and watch more episodes, you can subscribe and access the resources mentioned in this episode by visiting proconpodcast.com. We look forward to seeing you on our next episode, where we will continue to lead the project controls conversation. The Procom podcast and the associated resources is published under copyright to Prima Ned. All rights reserved, no reproduction of this content is permitted.